Are you ready, Christine? I sure am. Are you ready, Ma? Yes. Let's go. Let's go to Los Angeles. I want to go to Los Angeles. Get that sun. We are doing 1995's Devil in a Blue Dress. In the summer of 1948, World War II veteran Easy Rollins is in need of a job. He becomes drawn into the search for a mysterious woman. Particulous. Devil in a Blue Dress had its premiere at the Toronto Film Festival on September 16, 1995, and was released wide in the United States on September 25, 1995. The director, Carl Franklin, an American actor, screenwriter, producer, film, and TV director, we saw him as Lieutenant Danvers in A Smoky Mountain Christmas. Oh. He was also... Whatever thought that would come back around. I know. <laughs> Gone with the bushes. He was also cast as Crane in The A-Team, which I don't remember, but I just remember loving The A-Team. I yeah, can tell you, you nothing about the A-Team, except that I loved it because it was on until 1985. So I was five when it went off the air or something like that. I was a real little kid, but loved me some A-Team and Knight Rider. Yes, you did. I think they were on the same night, back to back. So, um, He directed One False Move, Out of Time, and episodes of The Newsroom, House of Cards, Homeland, The Affair, 13 Reasons Why, Ray Donovan, and Mindhunter. Damn. Mm-hmm. Well done. The screenplay is by Carl Franklin, who also wrote the screenplays for Punk and Bless Me Ultima. It's based on the 1990 novel Devil in a Blue Dress by Walter Mosley, this was Walter Mosley's first published book. Wow. Which I'll just have to say now, I am about to reserve this book in the library and I'm going to read the rest of, there's five of them. No, there's oh, like really? 15. Uh-oh. Oh, I thought there was only five about Easy. No, there's like 15 books that feature Easy Rollins mysteries. Well, I'm starting, I- and this is number one, right? I'm going to start that. At least according to Wikipedia, so. I love a good crime novel. I oh, I know. These and, like, after great. the, like, uh, you know, some racist of Agatha Christie I've been getting into, <laughs> I think it's time to switch to maybe a black author. Right, <laughs> <laughs> row. Well, Walter Mosley has also written science fiction novels, such as Blue oh, Light. I like that, too. He's also written nonfiction books. He's even also written a graphic novel with Stan Lee and Jack Kirby called wow. Maximum Fantastic Four. And he's been a writer on TV shows Snowfall and Star Trek Discovery. Wow. He's just out here making things. Outstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, the music is by Elmer Bernstein. Yeah. Elmer, I've done every movie imaginable. Bernstein, um, he remember he did To Kill a Mockingbird, HUD, Airplane, Ghostbusters, and every other movie. So many. Guy was prolific, one of the all-time best. The director of photography is Tak Fujimoto. He is an American cinematographer of Japanese descent. 
and he was incarcerated at the Poston War Relocation Center during World War II. Hey, Ma, um, what relocation center was Grammy incarcerated in during World War II? No? No? Because, I mean, her family was of German descent, but... Yeah, extremely. But, but I mean, yeah, you, you could look at the nose and go, pretty sure you need to go over here, ma'am. But, that, yeah, other than that, there wasn't a real determiner. Yeah, she was just white by then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Weird how that worked. He also shot The Sixth Sense, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. What? Pretty in Pink and Silence of the Lambs, to name a few. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The editor is Carol Kravitz. She also edited Ghost World, Out of Time, Power, and The Morning Show. But when I hear Kravitz, I immediately think of Agnes Kravitz across the street from Bewitched. Was it Gladys? That's not the Kravitz piece we'll think of, but... Lenny. Oh, Lenny. Oh, see, yeah. That's, that's a generation thing. That's a generation thing. I I thought it was Gladys Kravitz. I think it is Gladys. Yeah, Gladys. So you know what's funny is any 20-year-old you threw her Kravitz would think Zoe. Yes. Oh, that, see? Age, time. Crazy thing. Starring. Oh, boy. <clears throat> Denzel Washington. In his prime, may I say. In (laughs) his prime. Not that he's gone to hell or anything. No. I just watched the tragedy of Macbeth today. And let me tell you. Still got it. Yeah. He's Easy Rollins. He was in Glory, Crimson Tide, Remember the Titans. Like I just said, most recently, he's currently nominated for Academy Award for Best Actor for his performance in The Tragedy of Macbeth, which is super German expressionist. Who called that? My brother pointed it out to me, and he learned it from our podcast. Look at that. Shaping yes. minds. <laughs> exactly. I didn't retire. Um, in October 2021, the U.S. Army made him, uh, him the 2021 Honorary Sergeant Major of the Army for his work with the Fisher House Foundation, which builds homes for military personnel and their families free of charge while they receive medical care. He's very philanthropic, but doesn't want his name put out there. Yeah, because he just wants to, to do it. To do to the do right it. thing yeah. without the acknowledgement. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Denzel Washington is, he's an actor. He's not, he didn't go into acting to become famous because he does not court fame at all. You could just kind of tell, you know, he's just, I'm here, I'm here for the craft. He's oh. the one who gave a, a scholarship without his name attached to it to Chadwick Boseman when he was at Howard. Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. We have Tom Sizemore as DeWitt Albright. He was in Point Blank, True Romance, and Saving Private Ryan. Jennifer Beals as Daphne Monet. She was in Flashdance, Taken, The L Word, and The Book of Boba Fett. Don Cheadle as a mouse. He was in Boogie Nights, Hotel Rwanda, Iron Man 2, and I highly recommend on Showtime, Black Monday. I totally did. I 
you're gonna laugh at I totally didn't recognize him at first oh really <laughs> like once I like I knew he was in it and then I was watching it and I was like what's that guy's name again like I recognized him you know I'm bad with actors the gold teeth were like but very distracting so different I thought that he looked a lot like big boy from outcast I was like, oh my gosh. Yes, he, he did. I was just shocked by how much he looked like like Big Boy. I was like, what? This is crazy. He was also in The Golden Palace. Yeah. He, well, he was in a... I had that in my Tasty Nuggets. Okay, but he was... It's okay. We can go through it now. He was in stuff like Hamburger Hill. Like, he was in other movies before this. Colors... Like you said, the Golden Palace, Golden Girls, and then Golden Palace. He was in, had a big guest starring role on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So he was around working. He was in Picket Fences. So I had seen him. I knew exactly who he was and when he showed up. And it was this movie that really catapulted mm-hmm. him and gave him a lot more opportunities and really yeah. put him on the map. Critics uh, said he stole every scene he was in. He was real good. And that's hard to do, steal every With scene Denzel. You're in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Denzel kind of has to give his okay on that because you know for a fact that he's sitting there watching what's going on. And if he doesn't think that you're worthy, he's going to shut this down. But obviously, he was like, my man, yes, let me, let me be your dance partner here. Let me let, let you me shine. Saunter over. <laughs> we have Maury Chaikin as Matthew Tyrell. Or Terrell. He's in War Games, Turk 182, Dances with Wolves, and My Cousin Vinny. Terry Kinney as Todd Carter. He was in Oz, Sleepers, The Mentalist, Billions. And did anybody place him? Because he's also in Inventing Anna. Oh, I haven't watched yet. Oh. He's one of the, the reporters that's helping her. Oh. Not the guy from Scandal, but the other white guy. Right, right. No, I did not. He was so um, lean, <laughs> skinny in this one. Yeah, well, it was. This movie was what thirty years ago or something. But like unhealthily skinny. I don't know about his past. We have Mel Winkler as Joppy. He's the voice of Aku Aku in the Crash Bandicoot video games. He was also in Across 110th Street and Coach Carter. Albert Hall as Odell. He was uncredited in Cotton Comes to Harlem. He was also in Apocalypse Now and Malcolm X. And he's also been a judge on The Young and the Restless and Days of Our Lives. Oh, and finally, we have Lisa Nicole Carson. She was Coretta James, and she was in ER, Ally McBeal, Jason's Lyric, and Love Jones. And those are our particulars. Outstanding. She looked really familiar to me. Uh, <clears throat> that's why I'm looking up her role in ER. But was she a nurse or was she somebody who came? What in? was her name? What was what's her name? Lisa Nicole Carson. Yeah, she's been in a lot, but yeah. Okay. Well, she had a she had a fun role in this one. <laughs> I'm gonna say it. Okay. Remember the, remember the Allie McBeal baby? Yes. Yes. I was a big Allie McBeal fan. I had a I, I had a t shirt on with the baby on it. 
I you never know, seen enough never seen an episode of my life. Well, you just have yeah. to sure. I just I just love the baby. Because the guy who's in everything now um from that show used to talk about um Janet Renfro's uh waddle. And now that I have one, it's not so funny anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna set the table. The film starts with blues music through the credits and like um, paintings that oh those nice credits no it's it's one painting it is called the no sorry the painting at the start of the film is a 1949 oil on canvas painting called Bronzeville at night by Archibald John Motley Jr. Mm. and so Interestingly enough, Bronzeville, though this is a painting, the Bronzeville, it's a painting of Chicago, not Los Angeles. Oh, okay. But it fit, you know, oh, fit yeah. the move. Mm-hmm. Very, very jazz. Uh, Bill Cosby probably owns that now. Oh, my gosh. Come on. <laughs> uh, it is 1948, and Easy is being fired from his job. He is at a bar reading the one ads when Albright, a shady-looking dude, comes in. The bartender knows Albright and suggests Easy help him find a missing woman. She is the fiance of a man who was running for mayor but has just left the race. Easy was not about to lose his house, so he accepts $100 to look for her. What could go wrong? Well, you left out specifically to look for a white woman. Yeah, and and Albright is a white man. Mm. So, so a lot go can go wrong. Now what could go wrong? <laughs> and a lot does go wrong. So POC, too many to count. But oh, yeah. But it's mostly a black film, but we got, lot, we got lots of white people showing up. I even have that uh, the two henchmen of um, Albright's, was one of the guys Asian and one of them Middle Eastern? So one of them kind one of, of looked like... Yeah. And then the other guy, he was, his name was Sharif. So I kind of wondered, you know. We got a bunch of different ethnicities in this so, film. There you go. A very no. diverse cast. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and speaking of cast. Oh, boy. Oh, nice. See what I did there? Oh, yes. oh boy. What's not to say there? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll actually start with this one. Yes, please. Because I did a little bit of a deep dive. There's a lot of cast moments in this. Mm-hmm. Um, it just even in the beginning, double standards for black versus white people mm-hmm. in the workplace. Mm-hmm. When, um, what's his name? What's the easy? Easy. easy. <laughs> what? Uh, when easy's like, but so and so. I, I don't even remember what he did wrong, but he's like, but he, he was late for work, late. evidently. Oh, yeah. He's like, he's late all the time and nobody ever says anything to him. And um, then the boss gives one of my quotables that I wrote. Well, he says, hey, fella, you just got to go. And then Easy says, my name's not fella. Right. Um, but then um, there's the whole issue of being of Car- not Coretta of Daphne being white passing when really her mom's black and she was able to date what was her man running for mayor mayor the mayor a mayoral yeah. candidate 
because she passes as a white woman. Um, well, they didn't even say that her mom was black. They said that she was Creole. Which yeah, which, I guess it was just taken. Which means she was mixed as well. Mm-hmm. So mom yeah. was mixed, and her dad was white. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then, but then, of course, the fact once people found out she had any bit of black in her genes, they were. That was it. He had to just drop out of the mayoral race because mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but the thing that I did a little bit of a deep dive on because uh, we watched this last night, but then on Thursday, I was watching the news in the morning and there was a whole story on home ownership and the statistics of home ownership Obviously, 2020, it went up because everyone was looking to buy a home. And then 2021, it dropped down a little bit. but Because prices got too high for anybody to buy a home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure some people lost their homes because they mm-hmm. couldn't afford to keep them. But at the end of 2021... 65.5% of Americans lived in homes they owned, which is the highest since 2010. Um, the rate for white non-Hispanic people, 74.4% of white non-Hispanic people own homes. Mm-hmm. Um, other races, primarily Asian, not including Black, was 57.6%. Hispanic people were owned uh, 48.4% were for Hispanic. And for Black people, it was only 43.1% that own homes, Mm -hmm. which was the only race that actually went down in percentage compared to pre-pandemic. So every other race like went up on the home ownership during the pandemic. Um, and it obviously went in two reasons why. So lack of affordability, 51%. Um, only 51% of people could afford houses. Uh, the average household income for owning a house is $100,000. I don't think, I wonder if that's, ha- that can't be household. That must be single person homeowner. Um, but then the income income for black home buyers is on average $82,300 and only 20% of black homeowners have income higher than $100,000 while the average for white home buyers was $101,000. Um, and then they talked about it's harder to save for a down payment because you're using more of your money for rent and black people are, have higher student debt um, which I just also saw an article today. Our rent went up $50, which, you know, we've been very lucky not to have an in- a rent increase since we've been living here. Wow. Mm-hmm. But we were like, oh man, like $50, that's a bummer. Just because, you know, you don't right. pay for it. Um, but I just read an article today about how all these people are having to decide to either leave their apartments or find more money. And in Brooklyn alone, um, there was one person in Bushwick specifically 
whose rent went, they were paying $2,100 in rent and they increased it to $2,800. Oh my God. And then it was somebody else whose rent went from $2,800 to $3,200. Oh my God. And there's no laws about it. There's no laws. You just can, as a landlord, you can increase the rent. Mm -hmm. So like if you're saving up to buy a house, even if you can pay that rent, if you're saving up to buy a house, so then people are commenting, oh, it's, that's more money than a mortgage, but like you have mm-hmm. to have money to put down for a down payment. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then you have to be able to apply to get a mortgage to get approved. Mm-hmm. And in the year before, I think this was 2020, um, 7% of black people applying for mortgages reported being discriminated against versus uh, 1% of white people. Uh, I don't know what, uh, what those 1% were being discriminated because <laughs> I don't know, but um, the most common reason for being denied a mortgage was high debt to income ratio and low credit scores. Um, so, yeah. Generational wealth has a lot to do with that too. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting because here I did, I was reading um, this book called City of Courts by Mike Davis, and mm. it's kind of about the history of Los Angeles. Um, it's, it's, this guy's very smart. It so sounds I, very uplifting. I'm getting, I maybe get 1 16th of what I've read. It's And that's you. Imagine I what I'd get out of it's it. It's a bit tough. But he did talk about it. And so this is talking about to set up kind of why we find ourselves in the position. So you have to take a city like Los Angeles. And this is kind of specific to the 1920s um, because that's when a lot of people start moving into Los Angeles. Like Los Angeles is, is more of a newer city. You know, it's not old timey like Boston and New York. So Mike Davis in his book talked about how there were deed restrictions that were enforced by homeowners associations, and they were building white walls around the black community. Uh, Homeowners associations in the 1920s were the instrument of white mobilization against attempts by blacks to buy homes outside the ghetto. Quote, where tracks were not already legally bound by subdivision deeds, white homeowners banded together as, quote, protective associations to create racially specified block restrictions. Some neighborhoods carried out both deed and block racial restrictions. In this fashion, 95% of the city's housing stock in the 1920s was effectively put off limits to blacks and Asians. 95%. 95 and that was in the 20s. And it, the book goes into detail about how it was the, it's homeowners associations that were doing a lot of the nefarious deeds. So, you know, laws would get passed to to strike down covenants and and all that kind of stuff and like everything else when something gets struck down in the courts, um certain people find a way to then change the rules and change the line. So they, they, there was a lot of stuff that they actually did with, um, like the, 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 like sewers and water and like weirdness in LA of how they did that to 
and what they would do with like the tax money and how they would like set it aside so it benefited the white areas and then it of course left the brown and asian and non-white areas bad so it's just this it's just an accumulation of it and then you look at it and it's like what do you mean you couldn't pull yourself up by your bootstraps right. and it's like you cut the lace <laughs> like that i pulled and it yeah. you know there was nothing to pull up so yeah, it, it's just an easy. Go ahead. And then it just keeps going. Like we were talking today. You. So now. People who are at, of average wealth. You're you're just going to keep moving farther and farther out because mm -hmm. that's where the rents are. And then mm -hmm. you're pushing people farther and farther out and they can't afford to live there anymore. It just keeps going. Mm hmm. And then, and then, then they, then there's the white people, then they look, or like wealthy people will say, and they then look at their schools and they're like, well, wait mm -hmm. a second. I don't want like my, the area that we're living in, it's, it's poorer and poorer. So our school taxes are based on the income of these people. So we're getting less and less money. I don't want my mm -hmm. kid here. I want my kid to go there or someplace else. So then they keep moving. And that that's kind of one of the things. It, it wasn't just that there's the housing covenants and the restrictive deeds and the homeowners associations, but then it's also the resources and stuff. And mm -hmm. then you like move out to where there isn't a bus line and then, then they have to pay for car and, and gas money and all of that. And it's well, just, it's just like move out, but like, this is where I'm from. Like, yeah. Yeah. I want to move out. No, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so so in this film, Easy has a house, which is very unusual in 48, but he was able to use the GI loan and GI bill. GI mm -hmm. bill and um and, and, and now so, he has to do anything to keep his house. Exactly, because mm -hmm. because he got laid off from his he got fired from his job. He's two mortgage payments down, they're gonna take his house away. He's going to do what he has to do to keep that house. Yeah. And we have in the cast that this, I like that because this is considered a film noir and noir is the word for black in French. But um, it's funny how like the film noir, they're always the, the, these films, they're always black, like darkness and the shadows. And it's, if you're out in nature, you can pick up a brick there, a rock that's been there it's, and all the, the, the crawly, creepy crawlies. It's like that sort of essence of humanity in the noir, but yet everything, all the characters are white, white directors, white producers, white writers on this film noir. And I was like, so, but I guess film Blanche just doesn't have the right cachet, the right. Sure doesn't. But it's it's film Blanche, <laughs> no. So and then to peak my final cast is to piggyback on Teenies, and that was the whole tragic mulatto trope because yeah. we just always have to mm -hmm. have that in. So like you, you mentioned that her mother is Creole. So Creole is a person of mixed European and black descent, especially in the Caribbean. Um, it's just interesting how like the cast in the country is just, it's set up based on skin color, but yet that woman is, was able to go her whole life, you know, sitting at the front of the bus and 
at the counter, walking through the front of the door and stuff. But if they find out that, like, oh, one of her grandparents had a little bit of, of black blood, then all of a sudden, oh, nope, you're nixed and stuff. So it's, it's just ri- it's just ridiculous, the whole cast anyway, and how it's just based on one drop. But then, it, then it's like all this colorism in it. Um, and I was reading this article called The Color of Noir, Devil in a Blue Dress by J. Paul Johnson. And so he went into it and he said, quote, Daphne herself is no devil, but her secret is understood to be so disruptive to the maintenance of racial categorization that its outing must be contained. Uh, and then it's funny when you find out later. Well, also, okay, so you have all of that, right? So Daphne, ah, she can't be with the guy because she's really black and she's been passing. But it's like y'all know, y'all know where Jesus came from, right? <laughs> no, they don't. They, that's absolutely false to them. Yeah, you uh, can't. I mean, no, no, you uh, cannot. Yeah, y- 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 y'all know that, right? Just, just... No, he's white. He's white. No. <laughs> <laughs> Refuse to believe. Blonde hair. Blue eyed, mm-hmm. flowing blonde hair. No, nah, nah, Jesus would be black in America. <laughs> yes. Well, you, there are a up. whole lot of white people who would be black in America if they knew how yeah. far back their roots go. And then, so this is like the big outing. But meanwhile, there's a man right there who's raping children. <laughs> this is right. this is my thing in it. So. The fact that she has like one eighth of her DNA, it, it comes from Africa. But, and that's e- equated, that's equal to the fact that this man is a pedophile. That's how fucked up this yeah. is America. That's yeah. how fucked up that America is. Cast. That is cast. So then this is. Can you remind me who it was that was doing that? Uh, the guy who was running for mayor against... That's what he was... That was yeah. him, right? Yeah, the yeah. one who was out Terrell. there. Also, the one who was... We see him We see him in a couple of scenes. One, there's a scene where he picks up Easy and he has the little boy who he says is his adopted son and, like, kissed me on the cheek. And I knew right then and there that man rapes children. Then you see because him... Was it, it was a brown child. Yeah. And plus... Of course, he is the mayoral candidate that's going through the black part of town and is shaking black people's hands and is, you know, at, I mean, in 1948, he's he's the best that, you know, black, like every black person has to vote for him because he's the one that at least showed up and would give and would handshake yeah, black he people. Went, at least he went to the and, black community. And, yeah, and but he's a pedophile, of course. This this mm-hmm. is this is what we get. Awesome, great, Thanks. exactly. So then um, it was brought up about in that article, it pointed out that in the book, Daphne is a light-haired woman. She's described as a light-haired woman. And the author points out here, Jennifer Beals is cast. And some viewers may or may not know this. Some may know, but Jennifer Beals in real life, her father is black and her mother is of Irish-American descent. I didn't know that. So it's interesting. So quote... Franklin took a calculated risk. While Beals was of mixed-race heritage, just as was the character she was to play, would audiences then presume her character to be similar to her portrayers? 
and thus the film's major revelation to fall flat as a consequence. Quote, I was concerned it would tip off the secret, says director in his DVD commentary track. Because I was like, it, it, that, I think that's kind of one of the reasons why I, I think the movie she was. But you have to think of who this movie was. Um, um, like really, like black people knew that this movie was coming out because Denzel Washington, you know, it's a bit like this was after Malcolm X and stuff. And I feel just I was a little young, but I felt like I knew that Jennifer Beals wasn't white. Like I just in my mind of like categorizing, I could kind of tell. And maybe it was because she was in the Jet magazines in the Ebony's when I would go visit my grandma and just like always read through them. So I kind of always knew because like in the black community, you're not like you get claimed. You're just like, yeah, Jennifer Beals, she's black. One of us. Go, go, girl. And so I kind of think that as soon as she came on the screen, a lot of the people who were seeing the, the movie like kind of already knew and were like, oh, she's passing. So then when it comes out that like, oh, she's really black, it's like, yeah, it's like what's the, that man's a pedophile. Exactly. I, don't I like didn't know that. I was just happy that she was because at first I was like, oh, God, did they really use, like, what if they used a white woman to play? Mm -hmm. I remember seeing I it in 1995 and not knowing the secret. This time, and trust me, I do not remember this movie from 1995. And when I saw it this time, the first time I saw her, I went, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. But I wonder if it would have been more helpful if she had, if they had dyed her hair and she did have lighter hair. Well, you have lighter hair. Uh, yes, I, uh, yeah, I, yeah. No, I do, but I, I'm, I'm just saying, like, if because yeah. her hair was really dark, and I thought that was very interesting that, yeah, she again, I mean, like, she was so confident in her passing that she just kept her dark hair. Yeah, kind of because most I don't know most I don't know that much about passing, thank God, but just from what I've seen in the movies, usually there's some bleach involved to just like add a little bit of, hey, Ooh, you're gonna add some bleach to that processed hair already. Uh, but like Christine, I'm glad that they picked someone who actually did have some black blood, black DNA. Mm -hmm. So th those are, that's my cast. And that's mine. Christine, is that the end of yours as well? Yes. So now we are to nerd alerts. I did a touch of a nerd alert, but go ahead, Aaron. With 1995? All right. Well, we have the Bosnian war that's going on. Uh, Bosnian Serb commanders are charged with genocide. The Bosnian war is part of the Yugoslav wars. I remember recently we talked about how Czechoslovakia just broke up nice and velvety. It was I the think velvet. It was last week. The yeah, the velvet revolution. It was all smooth, but and I was like, man, I don't. It did not go smooth in for Yugoslavia. Nah, they had the Yugoslav wars went from 1991 to 2001, and it was just horrific genocides left and right. Women getting raped, children getting raped, just mutilations, war crimes. Very, very ugly. Um, and here we are again. <sighs> when you when I when you do these, you realize it never ends. <laughs> it just never ended. Just a so, cycle. 
uh, there was the sarin gas attack on the Tokyo subway that was done by a religious oh. cult, and That's they right. they killed thirteen and they injured five thousand five hundred ten people. Sarin gas is that. not what a they, nice. You release yeah. gas on the subway? Mm-hmm. In Tokyo, and there was eleven principal the eleven principled people or something whatever. They were hanged in 2018. Oh, shit. Was it a public hanging? I I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that this happened in 95, but they didn't get hanged until 2018. Hmm. Uh, Mike Tyson was released from jail after serving three years for rape. Mike, oh. Mike, yeah. Michael Jordan. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know yeah. about that. Yeah, um, you do know about him biting the ear off of. That's all I know him for. Yeah, yeah. yeah he had. It's he not had, a big leap for rape from there. No, and this isn't too. I'm not making any excuses for him in any way. He had a very horrific and traumatizing childhood. But yes, he was not. Uh, he was abusive and raped at least one woman. Uh, and again, he was in sports where he had coaches who had to see. That he needed some help, but he was a boxer, and they're like, he's Iron Mike Tyson. Like, yeah, they, they were just they were making money, money off, off exactly. of him. Yeah, so exactly. yeah, they're not gonna be like, Mike, we need to talk about your anger issues. No, that's making money. He made so many people so much money. Michael Jordan returned to the NBA after he retired. He came and back. What team did he join? No, not this time, Ma. He he came back and joined the Bulls and just, I think, got another three championships, I believe. Oh, wow. This isn't, no, this isn't like the 2000 Michael Jordan okay. joins the Wizards. No, this <laughs> is. It's too hard to keep up with. He, he has returned. <gasps> Selena was murdered by the president of her fan club. Yes. And I didn't even know who Selena was. I, mean, I didn't she was either until I saw the movie. Break out. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, oh my gosh, she was going to be huge. What a talent. Remember how we talked about last week, how I would just come home from school and just be like, what shit happened? Oklahoma City bombing. Yes. 168 people were yes. killed. Mm-hmm. Yes. The Salt Domestic Lake City terrorism. Mm-hmm. Salt Lake City was announced as the host of the 2002 Winter Olympics in uh -huh. 1995. The Washington Post and the New York Times published the Unabomber's Manifesto. Mm-hmm. That was 1995. Oh, wow. And usually I stop when the movie gets released. So the movie came out the end of September, but kind of literally a week after this movie was released, I had to include this. OJ was found not guilty. Found not guilty. Mm. That was... Uh, two Americas. <laughs> two Americas right there. Yeah. He's right. He wasn't black. He was OJ. We got films. So the top five films. Number five was Pocahontas. And number four was Golden Eye. <laughs> yeah, because there's no problem with Pocahontas, Walt Disney. Disney was like, well, we, we finally gave you a brown lead character. What are you mad about? Exactly. <laughs> um, We're number, diverse. <laughs> number three is Apollo 13. 
So that was the summer my brother fell asleep in the movie theater and was snoring. Snoring through Apollo 13. The, the, the climax <laughs> scene where it's silent and it's like, are they going to make it back? We don't know. We just hear this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, we had it looks like he's about there now, too. It was the beach. He we had, had a long day at the beach. Big fun. Big fun in the waves. We were tired. You, you snored through Apollo 13's ending? <laughs> <laughs> number two is Toy Story. And the number one film of 1995 was Die Hard with a Vengeance. Well, Toy Story should have won. Well, no, this was just the... the uh, Wait, we haven't done the, the money yet. Oh, toy oh. Yeah. Spoiler okay. alert. Not in there. We have for oh, the yeah. Academy, of, <laughs> Academy then it's wrong. Awards, the Oscars for Best Picture, Sense and Sensibility. Never heard of it. No, you wouldn't have. <laughs> it's actually pretty good. It's got Emma Thompson and Kate Winslet in it. Yeah, it's Jane Eyre. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, that sounds boring. Jane Austen. Oh, yeah, Jane from the British. From You're like Jane Eyre. One of the Janes. You know, with the, the high flute accents and the whatnots. Is there a difference, though? Okay. okay. We have Il Postino, colon, the postman. Also never heard of it. We have Babe. Love the pig. that one. Uh-huh, the talking pig. Apollo 13. Okay. And the winner for Best Picture 1995 was Braveheart. Oh, should have been Toy oh. Story. <laughs> um, those are my nerd alerts. Christine, have any nerd alerts? Not today. Okay, well, I did because when Easy goes, uh, I mean, they go into these houses that are all torn up. Obviously, something bad has happened. Yeah. And easy touches and thank puts you, his mother. hand on the door frame. Thank and you. And I went fingerprints. So I went oh. to when were fingerprints first used at detection? <clears throat> okay, in 1892, in Argentina, Juan. Created the first method for recording fingerprints of individuals on file. The same year, a thumbprint was used in a woman who had murdered her sons. <gasps> and because of the thumbprint, she confessed to that murder in 1892. Oh, yeah. In the U.S., in 1902, it was the first case of identification, arrest, and conviction of a murder using fingerprints. So Denzel needed to know not to touch the door yeah. frame when it's he went into that. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. But also, you have to think of how many people got put away because their identifying the fingerprints was literally looking at, with like, a, it, yeah, with it a was magnifying glass. Basically, when you see the, was it on like the the Inquirer or online, where it's like, what's missing? Like, what's the difference? 
You have yeah. to be somebody seven, that I, like there's seven different kinds of swirls or something. Yeah, but until it was computerized, you know, I mean, come on. Mm. But I just felt like mm-hmm. that was not his his wisest move. <laughs> because they did then talk later about fingerprints. Yeah. Like, didn't they get somebody to confess to something without? I don't remember. This is not good. If you're going to be a detective, come on and be aware. He was like my brother, just all in there touching everything. <laughs> Stop touching every Jeez. Other hurdles? That's it? Okay, so we are to negative reheatables. My first one is handcuffs because I have been in handcuffs. Oh, uh, but do I want to know this? Because it... for pleasure or yeah. <laughs> oh wow, no. Were they fuzzy? What? What's going on? No. no. <laughs> uh, do you know that the more you struggle, the tighter they get? You're Did not you know going to get away with that. Um, my next negative. Oh no, 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 no. Did this have to do with mescaline? Uh, what's going on here? <laughs> Actually, it was in Bad Kreuznach. What did you do there? Uh, uh, the police came to the elementary school. Oh my some gosh! Kind of a demonstration, and and um, you were on the basketball team with one of the one of. Oh, he was the MP. He was like the head MP. The head MP, right. And so he lived in the building next to us. We were, you know, acquaintances. So he needed somebody to demonstrate handcuffs with. So he picked me out of the crowd and put handcuffs on me. And so um, that's when I was in handcuffs. But wait a second. Why were the MPs coming to school to show how handcuffs were? It wasn't, I don't know. Was it like an outreach of kind of like, hey, we're the military police. You, you, we're cool. I don't remember the, I don't, all I remember is being handcuffed and going, this is a touch uncomfortable. And the more you struggle, the tighter they get. And he thought it was hugely entertaining. (laughs) well 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 that's i remember you did come home and you did say if you ever get handcuffed don't struggle it makes them tighter i i mean the the lead up is way better than the story itself yeah that is true i was expecting something about the moonshine run had gone bad in the mountains of kentucky it wasn't that it 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 was yeah uh, police brutality, just oh, latent that. police That's brutality negative, yeah. that hasn't changed. Uh, again, fingerprints. Well, at that time, all those cops were kind of uh, recruited from the Klan, so. <laughs> yeah. And um, pedio, pe, pe, pedophiles? Pedophiles. <laughs> I've been listening to too many Brits. Pedophilia. A pedia. Yes, that is bad. Speaking of crime, I have a podcast recommendation. Have you guys ever listened to Small Town Murder? No. No. My partner at work told me about it. I listened to an episode. They're like long, but uh, 
She said to start with the newer ones. So I just picked one of the recent ones at the place I knew. So there's one in Mount Airy, North Carolina. Um, but it's very interesting. Just small, there's murder in small towns. Oh, I actually, when we were talking about um, Daphne passing, I watched Passing. Oh, yeah. With Tessa Thompson and Ruth Nega. It was very good. It was very sad. Um, But yeah, because we've done. Doing the we're pointing, we've done something about the girl passing and teaching. Oh, imitation of life, imitation of life. And there have been many imitations of life, yeah, pinky, yeah. And so it it was, uh, yeah, it was good. I think I feel like it was in black and white, maybe it was, but anyway, it was, it was in black and white. It was directed by the actress Rebecca Hall, whose mother is black herself. Oh, good. And okay. re- when you look at Rebecca Hall, you that would not. Although it, it's what she in my like just to me, she scans white. But there was I was like when it when it uh, when I read about it because I was like, why is Rebecca Hall okay? She's directing a movie about passing, hmm. and then her it found out come to find out her mother was a big time opera singer. And from Detroit. And I was like, oh, how interesting. So, mm -hmm, it's very interesting. Oh, well, she does not present. Right? Yeah. She's been in a lot of stuff. Okay. So, there was that as well as, um, I don't remember what else I was going to say about that. So, those are my negatives. Others? Um, Cheating spouses. (laughs) <laughs> well yeah there's that oh I, were they general, married w- were um i don't care they, they were, were together. together sometimes i have that fleeting thought in my head i don't of, like i know that would never happen but what? like what if while i'm at work adam has some girl to come like now it can never happen we have the same schedule but like what if you Plus, have a camera and I do have a camera. Yeah. There'd have to be a lot of forethought in put into it. I mean, that he, ends yeah. it right there. He's getting caught. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not, I'm not going to say he's not smart enough, but he, I'm he's somewhat of a private the effort enough. No, I'm not, I'm somewhat of a private detective myself. Mm-hmm. Un, mm-hmm. Unpaid, of course, but yeah. Plus, anybody who cheated on you has got to be Ooh-wee. stupid. <laughs> Um, Christmas tree over your shoulder, a <laughs> bag of groceries, and a cup of coffee. The, and saying. the bag of groceries was like two bottles of Avion waters. Exactly. Yeah. You don't stand a chance. Um, having to figure out where to go without having directions. I know. Yes. And they did like, oh, it's on in Malibu. Go. Yeah. And they didn't have the Thomas guide. That was what my college professor gave me when I came up to California in the olden days before we had like the cell phone. There was this Thomas guide map that was about an inch thick and it was broken. There was Los Angeles like broken down into different pages and you would like that was what you needed to get around and know where you were going. Poppy Hmm. and his maps. 
Oy. Oh my god. But that's it's good to it's good to know when everything crashes and mm-hmm. <laughs> when the Russians have taken down all the infrastructure that does Which is coming soon. Mm-hmm. He he knows how to use a map. Um in the end when Daphne was saying, Help me. Apparently you're not supposed to say help me. What are you I supposed saw, to say? I saw TikTok yesterday. And she was like, oh, any, if you know, if you don't know, like, if you say that you're in trouble, you're supposed to say, help me. You're obviously a man. So I was like, what are you supposed to say? Apparently you're supposed to say fire. Cause then everyone will come help. Come running. Oh yeah. But I mean, I, if you're in a remote cabin in the, in Malibu, I don't know. Who's, yeah. Free money. Free money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and then the derogatory language. Yes, 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 yes. Those are my negatives. My negatives. Easy never locked the door to his house when he came in. Yeah. Mm. Come on. You're a black homeowner. Well, a locked door door isn't going to stop it. I more thought he was just a man. Just, just coming in and. Cause yep. man, I got that. Uh, I it's just a muscle memory. You know, I'm bad about that. I gotta say. Oy vey. Not me, man. I mean, our door locks automatically, and then out back it'd be really hard. But I know what could happen. It would be hard for somebody to get to your back to be able to come in your back yeah. door. But that all the all the more reason too. But then you got Tommy. Well, oh, yeah, that's true. Unless they have, like, a stake in their pants. We don't know how he'll react to that. Like, can he be bought off? Oh, I hope they have a stake in their pants. You know? <laughs> and I hope they don't have time to take it out. <laughs> that's not a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, that illegal nightclub was such a fire hazard. Oh, my gosh. Oh my God. Locking you had the door? One door and then you locked it? Oh, no. That was just and a disaster waiting and to happen. Lots of alcohol? Yes, that was just a disaster waiting to happen. Um, okay, why? Well, you nailed it because I had one easy goes into the house. You said it. It's, it's everything is disheveled. No, I'm out. I'm back no. out. Back yeah. out. No, that was one. But then two, he goes in and just, I, I nailed it too. And he just put, bam, just a big old perfectly palm, all five phalanges on that door. <laughs> That's just, what are you doing? You just got framed. This is 1948. You are a black man. Come on. In uh, 2022, you don't do that. Nope, that's why you go. Don't gotta touch have, anything. We gotta have a, a pair, a pair of uh, gloves <laughs> in your back pocket. So if you, if you are going to have to go in, then you're like, but. And then finally, brandy. Yuck. Yeah, why are no. we going to brandy? Not However, brandy. I do have a positive read about a Don Cheeto pour. Now that's a poor. Oh my God. That's a poor. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. 
That's a slow clap right that's, there. Yeah, that's called the mouse. We should write that down. The mouse pour. Oh, um, the blues. I do love the blues. And, and, and his pride, his house, I loved his little bungalow. And mm -hmm. I loved that he was planting flowers in front of his house mm -hmm. and trees. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, you could go out there and get you a fresh line mm -hmm. for your gimlet. He could. And that man just going around trying to chop everybody's tree down. How is he still alive at the end of the movie? I have more on that. Okay. Is that what your positives? Yeah. Ma? Yes, what are yours? Oh, well, <laughs> my, the first shot where they went from the ground up into the bar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I thought that was cool. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Jazz and blues music. Positive. I just wrote cars, but I meant the cars in this film. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, cars in general are a pretty good thing. But these um, are like the, full cars. I like them. Mm -hmm. My mom had a, a, a car very similar. Not It wasn't easy because it didn't have that, that piece of metal that came down over the the top that that would like a shape the sun. Oh. but the but the um but the shape of the car my mom had one and i was so embarrassed when she substituted she'd drive me to school in that mm -hmm. that i would hide in the back seat and get out hoping nobody could see me getting out of that old car mm. now i'm not proud of that now but it did happen another positive i forgot i'm sorry metal bumpers why is that a, a positive? positive? Because the metal bumper could get fucked up. You take that off, you put a new one on. You don't oh. have to spend all that money to replace the whole back part of the car. I the, get it. That was the reason for the metal bumper. But now we so, wait to spend more money. Right. So you just replace that part of the car, not the entire back section. I wonder if the metal bumper, though, was more... Uh, hazardous to pedestrians and to other cars. Sucks to be them. Get out of the crosswalk. Well, I know, and then I say that and the all those trucks and stuff that they've done are horrible to pedestrians. You know, like, because they make the big truck, so now when you get hit, you're getting hit in the chest and the head and yeah. not in the, you know, getting your legs taken out not and stuff. Not getting kneecapped. Yeah, so that's why there's a lot more pedestrian fatalities now because of these big trucks yeah. and SUVs. Um, I like the names Coretta and Daphne. Mm -hmm. Oh, there are a lot of nice, lot of nice names in the film. Um, Junior did really good fake tears. The actor who played Junior when he had to cry when Coretta was dead. Oh yeah. He was, he was really, really good. Yeah, he was really good at that. Oh, yes. Yes, that was good. Joppy's bar looked like a fun place to hang out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice piece of marble on that bar top. Nice <laughs> piece of marble, which brings me to my next one of marble countertops. Very nice. Um, heavy, heavy. We use marble tabletops at work. Very heavy. Oh, wow. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, nice. Um, the blue dress itself. Mm. Nice. All of her blue dresses, everything she yeah. wore was blue. 
And then his house. I also had his house. It was yeah. very nice house. And the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. a very nice little block they had. No, friendly. that's friendly. That's their, that's their area, and there was just yeah. a white wall all around them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is where you are allowed to be. Okay, so we are to quotables. Um, may I? Sorry, did I not do yours? May I do my? Sorry, you don't get positive. So. <laughs> just all negative. Wah wah. I also have the name. I love the name Ezekiel. Mm. And I and I really like that. Then you can be easy. I think you could be a lot of things. Yeah, is he easy, Zeke? Mm-hmm. Yes. I just I've always liked the name Ezekiel, and I'm like, oh, it's easy. Mm. And then you could be like Zeke, and mm-hmm. huh. um, I always love the part of in noir films to figure out where I would be out and it's usually very early on in the film where I would just be like oh I'm done um but when Coretta was murdered that was when I would tap out like ah nah this white woman can go find herself mm-hmm. I'm, I'm tapping out I'm done it was like and I love that lady who, who was driving by Easy's place and he's like where are you going he's like I'm going back to Texas <laughs> LA is too fast for me. And I'm like, damn. And you know, sometimes that you just have to know what your limits are. And she she just added it up. She, and she's just like, you know what? I'll take Jim Crow, Texas. <laughs> I'm out. Um I have mouse at being a friend. I mean, it is uh, you're playing with fire there. But man, Mouse showed up right on time. He had his back. He was exactly who Easy needed. And, you know, luckily when everything was done, he got his money and he went away and he was very happy. And they, you know, they left it. Nobody owed anybody anything else. And he went off and he could be called back. But it was, that's just... You're playing with fire there. You have to know when you need to pull the mouse card. And he pulled it and played it perfectly because that is a volatile man right there. (laughs) Gotta be careful. The L.A. Observatory. I I love the L.A. Observatory. It's just great. Yeah, I went there and fell asleep in there once. (laughs) It's just great. It is. It is. Griffith Observatory. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I wrote this down and I said that I would love, cause I think, I think film noir in general, but especially this, cause we get to see like black Los Angeles and I, I just like post-war Los Angeles and I really like post-war black LA and just getting, to, and then you have the film noir and I'm just like, man, this is, he's written 15 something books about this. Where is this Netflix series? And I heard that on in February of last year, 2021, they announced that Amblin Entertainment was going to do an Easy Rollins show. And I haven't heard anything else about it. So hopefully that is something that is still in the pipeline and in production. And we can, because, I mean, it would be great. Oh, yeah. So I, I hope that that's a thing. So those were my good reheatables. So we are to quotables. And speaking of Mouse, 
I have a mouse quotable. If you didn't want him killed, <laughs> why'd you leave him with me? Uh, I, that's a great line. But I do love this one, and this goes to the scriptwriter, who is the director. The pictures were eaten out my pocket like a cigarette burn. Hmm. Is that not a perfect, like, film noir? I quote? wonder if that was in the book. <laughs> I'll bet it was. Uh -oh. I'll bet it was. And if well, it was, bravo to bring it to the to the screenplay. Mm -hmm. And then I have, I wasn't nervous, I was stupid. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of good old film noir quotes in there. Um, I have... Man, I loved coming home to my house. I don't know. Maybe I just own. Maybe I just loved owning something. Mm -hmm. Um, I also had. Everybody was peeing on my head and telling me it was rain. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Oh my goodness! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and then. This would make me happy in the end, he said. And I sat with my friend on my porch at my house and we laughed a long time. Yeah. That was good. And the end the the ending scene with him just in the street smiling at his neighborhood. Mm -hmm. That was nice. I have I do friends favors. I do favors for friends. They're like, oh, okay. Um, I'd be sorry if I stayed. That was a good film noir. Mm. And a man once told me that you step out your door in the morning, you are already in trouble. The only question is, are you on top of that trouble or not? Mm. That's a good film noir quote. Mm. Okay, we're to LVP. Okay. I've, I've stated mine. Pedophilia it, it being equated to the same as being part black. I mean, come on. Come yeah. on. What are we even doing here? Yeah. Mine is just a hope for an alternate ending, which I know that I understand why they didn't do it. But I wanted him to take those pictures out to the press. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Leak the pictures, blow that guy shut up. Yeah, because. Now, dude is back in the race. He'll win the race, but but that no. guy's gonna be allowed. What? He didn't win the race. The, it's the newspaper, right? Um, the um, the guy that was supposed to marry Daphne, right. won, he got back in the race and he won the race. Right. But Terrell, the yeah. pedophile, is gonna yeah. be able to continue. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's, it's probably like a street named <laughs> for him here. It's probably high school. Yeah. Yeah, for an elementary school, really. Oh, that's true. Uh, I have honorable mention. Oh, Todd. Yeah, Todd Spineless Carter. That was the guy that was mm -hmm. running for mayor. Uh, because, I mean, they, if you were in love with her, you would just marry her and it's like okay but no he's just 
spying. My God, no. They would be excluded from all <gasps> their clubs. And they they wouldn't be they they would lose all of their assets. Uh, and then honorable mention, I do have Daphne for fucking around with these fuckboys. Yes. You know, like but part of like this whole thing, like I I understand why you would want to pass, but like also, I don't understand it because then it's like what Freddie Washington said: you're just playing into the cast. You're you're making it. A, you're making the choice of that they're correct and that white is superior, and like fuck all that, you know? Agreed. And we can say that in 2022. We could say that in 1995. But I'm not gonna. I'm not going to put myself in the place of anybody who did what they had to do to serve. Yeah, I that's what I'm saying. I understand like why she would. But then at the same time, it's like you you know what the game is. Mm -hmm. So you can't be like you're messing around with this and playing with fire. Yes. No, it's going to it's going to come down to shit at the end. Yeah, because you're going to give birth to a kid that is going to out you. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. You, you're just playing roulette with the, with the genes then. And Teeny had me listen to a fantastic podcast on hair. And so mm. who even knows? What, what was this? I don't know this. Jonathan Van Ness, his podcast, Getting Curious. Mm -hmm. I just highly recommend for every, everyone. Um, he had a doctor on there. Let me just make sure I have her name right. Dr. Tina Lassisi. Mm -hmm. um, and she is a postdoctoral researcher in biological anthropology. Wow. Her interests include the evolution of human variation and pigmentation and scalp hair. And you would not think that a podcast listening to an hour and 45 minutes talking about scalp hair would be interesting, but truly mm -hmm. it's fascinating. I bet it is. It was really And once they started talking about how like Afros helped keep your brain, protect your brain from the heat of the sun and protect your shoulders from getting sunburned. Uh, yeah, and... there has to be a reason for it. There's a reason That's... for everything. It just makes sense when you look at like then things in America and stuff. You're like, ah, that explains it. Some people's brains were fried. Got it. Literally. <laughs> Got it. Okay. It's very interesting. Um, but my real LVP is, of course, Matthew Terrell. Because yeah. here's this mm -hmm. guy claiming to be a champion for black people. And he, this causes him to, and the, so he's a pedophile. And then all while blackmailing a black woman. Mm -hmm. It's just, mm -hmm. it, but, he, but he's a pedophile. So like the, yeah, the, the LVP of this is going to be the pedophile. Mm -hmm. The pedo. So we've done everybody's LVP. Mm -hmm. Yep. I was working on taking doing tallies so I knew when everybody hit. Oh, okay. look at that. So, <clears throat> but I forgot to do it. MVPs. Okay. So my my uh, my runner up was Metal Bumpers. Mm hmm. But uh, film noir. Mm. I do like film noir. 
enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I really did enjoy the movie. My MVP was the cast of the movie. Not Agreed. The whole the cast. Actual, actual, yeah. It was fun to see young Denzel and Don Cheadle and Jennifer Beals was good. And I enjoyed it. Tom Sizemore was very creepy. Oh, Tom Sizemore was perfect in that. But role. also, I guess I should add Walter Mosley. I can't wait to read more of his. I can't wait to read his books. Yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot one of my things in cast that it could be. Oh my god! Also- I'm sorry. What? I read one of the Easy Rollins books. Oh, which one? Black Betty. I thought his name sounded familiar. I read Black Betty Easy Rollins number four. Oh, Black Betty. Black See, summer. I'm going and I'm going, isn't that a recipe? But no, it's Apple Betty that's the recipe. Black Betty is the Ram Jam. Man, that's a that's a great song. Good on of Spotify. Okay, I thought this is all seeming a little familiar. Look at it all come okay, together so in real time. Walter Mosley, then I even more so recommend reading his novels. He's one of the greats. I have, okay, so I just found this, uh, I got a shoehorn in here. This was one of my cast negative reheatables, but that scene where the white woman is talking to Easy on the Malibu Pier. Yes. Mm-hmm. And comes out oh, and he's God. and he's just like, this woman's like, and Don't she's just do like, this. I have to, it's just the cast. She doesn't even. She thinks you know. Like you, no, your friends are gonna come out and right. they're gonna, you know. Best case scenario, try to rip up Denzel Washington, and so then yeah, they do. And Denzel Washington is just like, look, I was just trying to be polite. Like I wasn't saying anything. He's actually trying to move away from the woman because he knows what the get down is, and then. Tom Sizemore shows up, and you're like, well, I'm glad he showed up, but now he's as the white savior. Oh. And then he puts the gun to one of the guy's heads, and then he just turns very homophobic and so problematic <laughs> because he's so now he's going to humiliate the white everybody. guy. Everybody. Everybody. Well, yeah, everybody. And by doing that, it's that he's going to make the white guy orally pleasure easy and like easy's like i don't want that any so parts of this this so basically you're going to have this man assault easy it just took into this whole toxic masculinity mm-hmm. thing of where you're just like man this this scene started off horrible and just kept doubling down so i had to put that in um you know i think we need do we have a toxic masculinity um I don't know why we don't category for end of year. We should. Okay. Well, we yeah. do have fuck boy, which I feel like kind yeah. of okay. this we could okay. include that in the fuck boy category. This does yes. seem like a good contender for fuck boy of the year. So we'll I'll put that. Okay, so my MVP is <laughs> Man, I love Denzel Washington in the A-frame shirt, but my MVP is that Denzel Washington walk. Man, love it. Yeah. Love it. 
Love it. I he's mean, got the most distinctive stroll. It's a glide. And then when he's doing it in the A-frame shirt, I'm loving it. When he's shoulders. walking, where did he get that suit? That perfectly tailored suit that he was poured into when he shows up? It's sometimes he's in this beautiful suit doing the walk. Just anytime I see you, I'm just like, there goes Denzel Washington. And then when you start watching his movies, you'll just see him. There's that walk again. Doing that Denzel stride. I love it's it. It's like the shoulders lead it. I think he's kind of bow-legged. I was looking. He doesn't toe in because I was mm -hmm. looking for that. But he might have been corrected. It's like he was he would he used to toe in, but then maybe he got his casts earlier than Adam did. So he has straight straight feet but he's or got his yeah. calves just kind of curve out his mm -hmm. legs the knees and stuff but I, I just love it it just makes me crack up and laugh every time because i'm just like man that is one cool walk man that's one, one cool motherfucker cool walk. Man, shut your mouth <laughs> <laughs> okay recasting i just did one I did just easy Daphne and Mouse. That's what I did. So, I mean, come on, easy. It's got to be Michael B. Jordan. Okay, that's okay, good. Okay, you have a different one. Okay. I do. I, I'll bet our Daphne's the same. Well, one. apparently you're wrong. <laughs> she said it's got to be. <laughs> yes. So, my Daphne is Zendaya. I had a different mm. one. Alrighty. This, this could be controversial <laughs> because Daphne to me just like the the cat is out the bag with that. Like oh, you're not okay. So you're, you're going hard. Well, I, I'm I'm sorry. I just don't I I maybe you you can make it up where Zendaya would pass, but I just I I'm just like, ah. <laughs> okay, well, my mouse is Tyler James Williams, who was, uh, everybody hates Chris back oh! in the day, and now he's in Abbott Elementary. I think he could be a great mouse. You would be a great mouse. <coughs> That's good. All right, well, now here's my cast. That Buckle up, it's going to be the right one. <laughs> well... <laughs> As easy, I cast someone who had an uncredited cameo in this film. He was the little boy with a rifle, according to IMDb. And I thought there was only one answer of who easy could be. John David Washington. He was in this? <laughs> yes, he was a little boy with the rifle. The toy rifle. Oh, my gosh. Well, okay. Mm -hmm. My okay. Daphne is the singer Halsey. Uh, oh. oh. I don't know if people are aware of this, but I'm not. Halsey's father is a black man. Oh, I Pro did not know that. And probably like a, a mixed um you know, but yeah, cuz when all of like the the stuff was going out, she was like, "Hey, 
I know that this is how I present and I get this these privileges as this, but this is my heritage and yeah, Black Lives Matter. So Ooh. that's why I was like, oh, she would be pretty good because I don't know how many people then know that and she shows up, you know, so. I guess I have to be a Halsey fan now. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she does not present. Okay. And then, well, I mean. She, you know what, she, um, do you know how she got her name? No. It was one of the, go ahead, Teeny. She lived in a loft off Halsey Street in Brooklyn. And we live off the Halsey Street subway stop on the J. Oh my God. Do you see? I mean, I don't know what part of Halsey Street you live, Dom. But yeah, Tommy mm -hmm. Tommy poops on Halsey Street often. <laughs> it's all about us. Mm -hmm. And then as my mouse, I went with Damson Idris, who is a star of FX's Snowfall, and he plays Franklin Saint. And as Franklin Saint, he's very, you know, very, um, he's a lot like my dad. <laughs> yeah, just like, you know, doesn't really get angry and stuff. So I thought it would be fun for him to play Mouse, who is much more, uh, uh wild yeah, he card. He could have a blast with yeah. Mouse. So that's my cast. Oh, I love these pictures of Halsey's family. Okay, new fan. That's going to make such a difference in her life, me being a fan. <laughs> You're welcome. It was, all, it was all going downhill, and then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened on February 27th. Exactly. Tune in to Gone with the Bushes, Tasty Titties. I don't have any. Oh, I do. Do you want me to go, Ma? Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, Easy mentioned that bread was 15 cents. Yes. And oh. so in today. Oh, God. Seven that, fucking dollars. No, I have it that it would be if 15 cents in 1949 was $1.74. So that, it, that's the like store brand of Wonder Bread that my aunt used yeah. to call wet bread. That's wet. It's wet bread. I guess I was just thinking of inflation with groceries. But yeah, I mean, because we went our grocery shopping for the week today was two hundred and sixty-six dollars, and we only got one thing of meat. Yes, yes. Usually we hover around like two thirty, two forty. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. And I hate to break it to everyone. It's, it's not like oh. it's going to get better. No, it's not. It's going to get way worse. Mm -hmm. And that's the, like, that's what you have to be prepared for. You don't want to, you know, can't really send troops in. So you got to do Time sanctions. Time to get out the bread maker and... I put downstairs in storage. Why do we need bread? It's, you know. Me? Yes. It's my lifeblood. I think it's a it's it's a it's a luxury. I'm going in the uh Audrey Hepburn phase. Tulips. So I have that oh, okay. So then the, with the bread, so when, remember he got the seven thousand dollars? Yes. So in today's money, 
that would have been $81,661.24. So no wonder Mouse was so happy. Because he shared that with Mouse. So Easy ended up with 4700 is what my research showed. Yeah, because that they, that was the total. And then remember Mouse was like, oh, I took out mine because this was like so much money that yeah. like, here we go. It was we, like almost 50000 Mm-hmm. There's a scene at the end, I think when he's on the porch and he's reading a newspaper and it's the California Eagle newspaper. And that's a real life newspaper. It started in 1879 and was in oh. print until 1964. It was a black newspaper in Los Angeles. It was founded as The Owl by John J. Nemore. Um, one of the later owners of it was Lauren Miller. And Lauren Miller represented Hattie McDaniel. Yes. Of Gone with the Wind fame. Mm-hmm. Because in 1945, she had a case against the sugar, against Sugar Hill's restrictive covenant. But see, it all ties back into the restrictive covenant. She yeah. wanted to move into a place they won't let her. Uh-huh. The owner of, uh-huh. One of the owners of this newspaper, because it changed hands several times, he was her lawyer, and he was successful in that case. And so I was like, oh, that's cool. Like that was an, because uh, I was mm-hmm. looking at it. I was like, I bet that's a real newspaper. I bet that's of significance. Um, okay. Did you guys think that, what did you guys think of the chemistry between Jessica, Jennifer Beals and Denzel Washington? I thought it could have been better. Right? Because I thought, I was like, is it going somewhere where he wants to go to her? And then in the end where he was like, oh, I was looking forward to seeing her again. But I like was like, they didn't really tell us that story. Like, like they didn't really make it that obvious. Right. The critics I read panned her, didn't were not happy with her performance. Well... There was a steamy love scene between the two. What? Mm-hmm. And I sort of feel like it. Then it made se- it. I was like, oh, because I did think there was this weird kind of distance between them, mm-hmm. like not a real. Like I was just like, what's going on with these two? Because usually, you know, it's a film noir. She's the devil in the blue dress, so you kind of, and he's Denzel Washington, so it's like, what's going on? There was a steamy love scene, but mm-hmm. it was cut because Carl Franklin said it wasn't needed to convey the story. Okay. And, okay. But I just kind of, I don't know. I just kind of wonder. I kind of then wonder about the colorism of it because we did get a steamy, like how much of, you know, with Coretta, we got oh, a love scene. How could you get steam? Well, I mean, you could if you've ever watched any of the Pam and Tommy ridiculousness, but um, yeah, that was a pretty steamy love scene between and I, Coretta and Denzel. And did we? And I guess it was completely needed to convey the story, but then the scene between Jennifer B. I just because also remember in the '90s that there was that big deal when Denzel Washington was in the Pelican Brief with Julia Roberts. Yeah. And the studios wouldn't let them have any sort yeah. of romantic chemistry. So I did wonder if, was it a, thing, a colorism thing where Jennifer Beals was too light-skinned to be with Denzel Washington? And so it's just like, oh, it doesn't convey the story. We don't need to even worry about it. I don't know. 
Who knows? I kind of feel like I would like to. Th- okay, so Jennifer Beale was was in love with this white dude that she thought was gonna totally accept her. Yeah, but remember when they were when Albright went to go talk about her, they would they said how she had a predilection for black men and she mm-hmm. liked jazz mm-hmm. and she mm-hmm. liked pig's feet, you know, mm-hmm. like they were throwing out all these things about her. So again, watched passing cause mm-hmm. it goes into that a lot. Um, but I felt like maybe he felt like that was more drama than he needed in his life. He he had sex with his friend while his friend's girlfriend while he was passed out. And like he, hit the next her, he hit her spot <laughs> continuously <laughs> several times. <laughs> he couldn't stop thinking about it. So okay, okay. A, a lot of critics said she just didn't live up to the role that they wanted her to. But I okay. I did. I mean, oh man, I I didn't write this down, but I did read somebody uh somebody else who's they described her performance as because what she wanted wasn't what uh femme fatales in film noirs generally want. Like she wasn't a devil, you know. Mm-hmm. Like she she didn't mm-hmm. want easy to to like kill anybody or do anything. She was in it for her own right. Like to per to she wanted her hus she wanted to get her husband over so that she this is what she wanted she wanted to get the the black she wanted to blackmail the guy that was blackmailing her so that her husband would win and she would be able to to stay with her husband and marry her husband and he would be able to win you know she wasn't really she was just protecting what was hers and what she wanted so in that she wasn't the she didn't have to seduce anyone because no she wasn't really a devil right, in right. the blue dress and right. so i kind of when you read it like that it's kind of like yeah that would be i think how you would play it you're people are because it's a film noir they're wanting her to be seductive and to seduce him and that's not what she was Mm-mm. in this move like the, her that wasn't her journey and her story and it wasn't his either his was let me make enough money to make my mortgage payments so that I can keep my house. Yeah. So I guess in that sense, it kind of does make sense that he would have cut the love scene mm-hmm. between the two of them. But then you wonder how that one scene though would have changed their dynamic. If then you, because they had that depends on scene. if he hit her spot or not. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I have that. <laughs> This film came, it didn't do well in the box office. It was like a flop. Yeah, and in fact, it came out the same week as David Fincher 7. And I just laughed because I was like, we saw this movie opening weekend at the the movies. It it was Denzel Washington. Yeah. Who is this Brad Pitt and David Fincher and Morgan Freeman? Well, there's that. Miss me with that. (laughs) I, I saw that movie years later. I was like, wait, when did this movie come out? Oh, when I was the only one, when we were the only four people seeing Devil in a Blue Dress at the Mount Vernon Multiplex on Route yeah, 1. Probably. <clears throat> um, there's a marquee 
a movie marquee mark. I have it. And it's showing the film The Betrayal by Oscar Michaud. What do <laughs> you know about Oscar Michaud? Erin <laughs> did her senior project with a film centered on Oscar Michaud. Yeah, loosely. It was I the, mean, the inspiration. On. It's such a class. I wish all of you could see Truth and Soul by Aaron Bush. <laughs> ah, so good. It's so good. Uh, yeah, but she you're had my mom. the nerve to put a camera below her. I mean, that that was that was very nervy. When you were when you were on stage doing your well, that was at a it stage. Was so that was good. Just the house balcony. Um, and so he's the first black person to produce a feature-length film, at least that we know of, because you know, right. th This is America, so. And we have really done an that. Oscar Michaud film. Mm-hmm. In honor of Aaron's senior project, Truth and Soul. My final tasty titty is that Dave and Alan Greer auditioned for the role of Mouse. Just take all of my tasty titties. Mm. My bad. You almost read the same article. <laughs> this oh, Wikipedia. <laughs> Christine, tasty titties? None for me today. Well, I have one about the metaphor oh. of the tree cutter. Oh. Oh, thank God. Yeah, okay. So. Easy is planting trees, which is the equivalent of achieving the American dream. Mm -hmm. He's got his own home. He's got his own yard. He's planting trees for Roots. the future. Mm -hmm. And the tree cutter equals the craziness of the world trying to destroy his American Ameri dream. America. Trying to say that the American dream is only for certain people. Only for white people. Interesting. I thought it was really. Why do you talk about that? Because we were, Adam and I, like, truly were like, what is up with that? There's got to be a reason. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We were just too stupid to know. No, I, I had to read it from somebody else. Well, I mean, every neighborhood has a crazy. Mm -hmm. But, uh, Yeah. So I was just I just thought that it was just interesting because you would have thought that somebody would have just about had it and you know like how are you gonna cut the axe to him? Well, no, like how are you gonna cut down trees if you don't have no thumbs? You know? That's that's my solution. I'm not gonna kill you, that's but how you how are you gonna you can't rip an axe anymore? You are exactly. so... wow, I'm afraid of you right now. Hey, <laughs> But she's on my side. I believe that is Devil in a Blue Dress. I enjoyed it. I can't I wait to rent it. it from the library. I know. I'm going to. I can't believe I've read one of them. I believe it. You've read everything. <laughs> yeah, I do too. In two minutes. Uh -huh. So I'm going to get it on Kindle. And I'm going to like Maybe one at a time two. it. <clears throat> so next week. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's that old nice. shake of the head, the disgustedness of these millennials. What is next week? 
After just your rant. <laughs> Next week comes from a recommendation <gasps> that I've been holding on to for a, like eight months. From eight Our friend Olivia. <gasps> Olivia, we love Olivia. And I had to wait until March. <laughs> because you didn't want to cheer it to fire Or is it leprechauns? Or I don't know. Um, we're going to 1959. 1959. I was one two. hour 33 minutes. Well, it's a nice, nice pace. Sean Connery is in it. 1959, Sean Connery. It's a fantasy movie. A fantasy in 1959 was Sean Connery. Other notable actors, well, I don't know if they're notable. I've never heard of them. Albert Sharp and Janet Monroe. There's an article that says the best, and this was written March 17th, 2021. There's an article titled The Best Disney Plus Movie is Still This Movie. With Sean Connery. In it's a Disney movie. And it's a Disney. Sean Connery's in a Disney movie? What is the this? The producer is-, is Walt Disney. Walt Disney and Sean Connery? The director is Robert Stevenson. Robert Stevenson? You have her stumped. This is the and- most she's ever been stumped. <laughs> The rating is a G rating. Of course, it's a G rating because it's Robert Stevenson in shut bolt the door if you're going to come in. <laughs> Do you know Estelle Winwood or Kieran Moore? No, okay. Flight, um, of, flight well, of the something? No, no flight. We're not flying. Um, so I almost asked to switch weeks because oh. or to do two weeks in a row. But I didn't think of this until I went all my way to the from the grocery store and it was too late. So we're gonna be a little bit of an off. Did you have a guess? No. Okay. Wait. Mo- are you ready wait. for me? Oh. Christine have- gets no, a slow clap. Yeah, she does get a slow clap. I mean it's happened <laughs> before, but there's I- literally no guesses. She I- has okay. Aaron. And I believe you can watch this on Disney Plus. It's called Darby O'Gill and the Little People. I have never heard of this movie <laughs> in my life. Even when and she has died, I never heard of it. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Darby McGill and the Darby Little People? Darby O'Gill and the Little People. So when um, it is Leprechauns. Yeah, just fired Darby O'Gill does not want to tell his daughter Katie that his position has been taken by a dashing younger man played by Sean Connery. Then on his way home, Darby slips through a portal to the land of the little people. There he meets the leprechaun king, (laughs) Brian, and winds up accidentally bringing the little monarch home with him. Darby then demands Brian grant him three wishes, but the request brings Darby bittersweet and unexpected. Results. I wanted to save this for I was hoping I would fall on St. Patrick's Day weekend, but I'm gonna be a few weekends short. Hey, That's okay. let me let me just let me just share the the people of Ireland, if they have a holiday, they start a couple weeks ahead and go a couple well, weeks. Well, this is after. perfect. This is yeah. perfect because it'll be up in time for it. 
And so yes. now I'm like, oh, it's past. It's good. It's a good lead up. Wow. I've yeah. never Olivia heard told me. I never heard of this. Olivia How did told me she about hear it. about this? She's seen it. She's watched it. She's seen it. She was like, you got to do this for St. Patrick's Day. And this was hey, like oh, we, in August. If Olivia says we should watch it, we should watch it. Olivia's mm-hmm. word is gold. Exactly. <laughs> the gold at the end of the rainbow. Mm-hmm. Wow. This is so, okay. I'm going to guess it's going to be a lot of, we're going to take a turn. There's going to be a lot of white people in this movie next week, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, I think. <laughs> I haven't seen a black leprechaun, but we could, we could have one. And wait, I might get my Irish accent going too. Oh, well, yeah, you know I can't what? wait. That's that's all right. I'm they can I I had a problem. I didn't want you to do a Jamaican accent, but the Irish accent is fine. Yeah, they, they go ahead. Good job. I might have to drink and I'm have to get some Baileys. Oh, oh or some uh Jameson. I'm just gonna put a uh, green food coloring into my gin hot toddy. There well, we go. I, yeah, because <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, because I can't do the mm, mm. Well, listeners, we hope you enjoyed this week of Devil in the Blue Dress. Next week, we're going to the little the little people of Ireland. This episode is in memoriam for our dear friend, Justin Goldstein. Can't you soon? Yep. He, he loved movies. Oh, we and lost we, a good one. And we loved him. We did. Okay, listeners. Bye-bye.